I think part of it as a manager, though, you have to be willing to invest. And it's not just finances. It's by saying, one of your goals, Michael, is going to be X. So now this is one of the things. At the end of the quarter, we're going to evaluate your productivity in this area. Did I, did I complete this goal? We're going to look at all that stuff. You know, We're going to do it on a weekly basis in your one-on-one. But we're also going to look at, are you making time to actually do the stuff that will develop you professionally? Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. All right, so since uh, recent changes with uh, more of the people on our team reporting to me now. We've got six direct reports, and so it's six people that I'm thinking about professional development for now <laughs> instead of instead of one before. And I just thought it'd be great for us to talk through your experiences of how you'd helped different people, larger teams, and figuring out how to do professional development because it's such a, a easy phrase to say and right. really hard to figure out in practice. Right. You know, some people have clear ideas, others. Uh, respond really well when you have ideas for them that maybe they didn't see for themselves. But just wanted to have a conversation where we could talk through this and mm-hmm. you could share a little bit more about how you've kind of approached it in the past. So to to open it up, I guess maybe we can start out with is just talking a little bit about why to specifically spend some time and energy doing mm-hmm. professional development instead of just ignoring it and leaving it up to someone to decide if they're into it. So let's start with that. When when you've had to make that decision, okay, when we want to do this, what has helped you decide it's worth the extra energy when we're already busy? How do you set aside extra time for it? Right. I think you just hit a, the nail on the head. Everybody's busy, right? And, and I've had friends of mine that are C-level guys who've said, look, I'm not interested in you know developing my team. They know their job. They need to do, to do their job. I think that worked like when I was a kid. <laughs> A long time ago, but I think now, now people, you know, they, they're looking ahead. They're looking at their future, and they care about it, and they're not willing to sacrifice their present for their for their you know future out there. So they want to work on things now. Well, I think also a, a part of that you said it worked. Maybe it worked despite itself. Right. You know what what right. could have been possible if there was more focus on getting getting better and improving. Such a good point. Yeah. But by worked, I mean that's what people expected. Sure, sure. So but it wasn't good. It wasn't good. It's way better now. So I think one of the first things that I I, I think about is it, it builds an energy on the team. When people are learning new things, they bring a new energy to the team. They get excited about it. We have a guy on our team who uh, loves new things, uh, Kyle. Mm-hmm. And Kyle just likes to learn new stuff. And when he first came to the company, part of his learning new stuff was learning to d- develop in a new language at Java. But after several years, he would, he had become very proficient at Java, and he wanted to start branching out a little bit. When he first brought that to me, my first thought was, oh, man, I you know this is what we build in, right? This is what we do. And... And I thought, but let's let's give them some rope. So I said, okay, let's put in your goals this time. We're going to have some some goals related to your um, development in a new language. Let's learn Angular. And mm-hmm. he, it was great. Michael, <laughs> in in a year, he was developing really important stuff for us that we needed that that uh, language. And I had no idea we did it at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that this was going to be a thing. But that brought new energy to the team, a momentum, and people saw, oh, look. Not only are they investing in things in our team members, but they're also 
um, investing in things that are going to eventually help our team, even though at the time they didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was pretty cool. So building energy on the team is one big one. Um, another thing I think about that, that is huge and often overlooked is the whole idea of retention. I mean, it is astronomically expensive to replace important people. I was reading a Gallup report uh, called How Millennials Want to Work and Live, and I'll, I'll share the link of that in our show notes. It reveals that 59% of millennials say opportunities to learn and grow are extremely important to them when applying for a job. Mm-hmm. So we live in a job market where there's basically full employment, a lot of competition for, for talented people. Providing professional development opportunities is a big way people will make decisions about their job. Mm-hmm. Um, the I just same- saw this in a job description yesterday when really? I was reading through some some postings that I saw another company had put out that's in our industry. And they listed out, here are the, the cool things and projects that you got to work on. To, mm. to give clear examples of like, it's not just going to be this, you get to work on everything here. Some of it's internal tools, sometimes it's to the external tools. And they're basically saying how broad of experience you get to have in this role. And I thought that was really cool to put in a job description. And that's what people want to know. <laughs> Absolutely. It's a, great, it's a great fishing bait. It really is. Hey, this is where we're going to do it. And they do it, they do it both for their getting the right people, but there's some altruism in that too, which is great. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're going to, you know, a, a rising tide floats all ships. Right, so mm-hmm. if we if we help people grow, it's going to make our business better, but it's going to make our business community better. It's a good thing to do. Um, I think I think a lot of people misinterpret uh, millennials' desire to grow. Right, that's something that's really important. You, you'll see it in all the surveys, and they, they think, well, you know, especially people my age are like, well, they, they haven't, they don't deserve to be developed yet. They haven't put in enough time, and yet they see themselves as being empowered in the workplace. So they want to expand their knowledge and their skills. They don't want to wait. So I'm, I'm all for it. It's like, okay, well, let's find ways to bring that energy up mm-hmm. to retain you as an employee because the, one of the things we're going to talk about here is that that sort of thinking also helps build trust and loyalty to the team. Yeah, I got a question for you on that. Yeah. So when someone has said they haven't uh, put in their time enough to be developed, what is that? What do you think they're actually saying? Because it doesn't really make sense. It's kind of saying this person isn't developed enough right. to deserve being developed. Right. Right. I I think um, honestly, for people of my generation, the hierarchy of time was really important. So you put in your time. So the old thing of like, well, I had to you know carry buckets of water on my head three times a day uphill both ways. Mm-hmm. So you have to do it too. I had to put in the the grinding toil. And so you have to do it too. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was a completely different culture, a different job market. And uh, the generationally, people thought differently. Frankly, I think this generation gets it right. They're like, I want to have a life and build my skills and abilities for my business career in the future. And so right out of the gate, they're coming in like, hey, look, I'm willing to do the work. I'm willing to work hard. But I also want to have this expanded view of my career. Can you help me get there? I had... Years ago, I, I got a letter from one of my team members, one of my, my team guys, a young mm-hmm. guy. We had 11 interns that had come to join us. And he wrote me this, this email basically saying, Chris, you're blowing it. I came here to be developed from you because you have all this experience in the area that I want to grow in. You're mm-hmm. not doing anything. Wow. And, and, and I, I read it and I was cut to the quick, number one. Number two, I thought, well, wait a minute. I didn't think that they even cared what I thought because I'm like this old guy. What do they care about me? So I, I went to him and I said, Are, is this for real? He goes, 
I am like a, a, a guy in a desert thirsting for water to grow, and you have the water. I want to learn. Help me learn. Mm-hmm. So I went down to this room downstairs where our interns were, and I, I went to the... Of course, the inter- interns were downstairs. Yeah, they were, <laughs> na- naturally. Yeah, they were. So I went downstairs, and I, and I, I sat with them, and I said, okay, can I read this, this, this letter? I asked Seth that question. He said, sure. Mm-hmm. So I read it to the interns. I said, how many of you people feel like Seth? Every hand went up. Mm-hmm. It's like, we're here to be developed. We're here to learn and to grow. That's part of the reason why we signed up for this thing. Yeah, and they're not saying we're here just to serve ourselves. We we came here to contribute. Right. But knowing that, I mean, just like anything, you don't take a job just, just to contribute to the team. Right. You hope to gain something too. Financial right. compensation, relationships, learning, whatever it is, there's always two sides to something. Absolutely. Yeah. And as a manager... Um, that should bring joy to your heart, right? That's one of those things of mm-hmm. like, hey, they're contributing to the to the to the whole team goals and stuff like that, and they're growing and they're becoming uh, better versions of themselves professionally and hopefully personally. So, yeah, that was a that was a big wake up moment for me. Mm-hmm. And and by giving those people those opportunities, you're also challenging them to improve. You know, you you your your team. We had a team member on our team uh, recently who uh, was doing really good work, but but wasn't challenging himself, wasn't asking the questions like, what do I do to get better? How can I contribute more? So I, I said to him, I said, here's the deal, man. You are incredibly talented. What do you want to bring to the team in the next year? What are the things you want to do? Who do you want to be three years from now? Mm-hmm. And he told me, I said, okay, let's build out the plan. Let's talk right now. And how are we going to look at this in three months, in six months, in nine months, and a year? And look back and go, we succeeded in what we tried to do. And I'm telling you, now he's such a vital part of our development team because he took the time to really develop himself and, mm-hmm. and start owning more. And it was it was really cool to watch. Yeah. So on that question for you about that. So what about I mean, I've just known different people in different phases, whether they're they're friends or loose connections or something like that, that they uh they wouldn't object to professional development. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily know what it is that they want to grow in next. Um, like I was talking with with someone that they were saying, I, I like to learn just in time, mm-hmm. not just in case. Like I'm not just developing, I'm not, I'm not out to, like some people like to collect skills mm-hmm. um, out of interest or because uh, maybe they'll need to do that or they could see themselves using that in the future. And other people say, like, I want to learn how to do this when we need it. So it's I'm learning the right things. Mm-hmm. So both are good and valuable. But he's saying, you know, I I don't I don't like have a big aspiration of like a bunch of new things I need to learn. Mm-hmm. So how do you how do you think about professional development with someone who's thinking more like that, who's not so um has a specific vision of where they're trying to get, right? But they want to be an asset. Right. Well, part of it is is asking them to look at the landscape. In the company and say, who would you like to trade places with for a week if you had the skills? You know, if you had the skills to do it, who would you like to to you know, again mm-hmm. think as a manager? You're thinking about okay, we want some cross training, so we've got some people that know how to do stuff, but also helping them get a little bit of a picture of where they might move ahead. Because you're right, not everybody has this three year dream. Mm-hmm. Now, I still push in on that a little bit with folks. It's like take some time, think about it. Yeah. Look around you, kind of in your brain, do some job sharing with people that you know or maybe your friends outside of the business and mm-hmm. and, and what would you like to do? 
But in a situation like that in a company, I would say, yeah, who, who do you want to, who would you like to, to learn from? You know, and then be able to find opportunities for them to dip their toe in. Part of it is, I think sometimes when we think about professional development, we have to think we have to go all in right out of the gate. Mm -hmm. Okay, so Michael says to me he wants to do this thing. Okay, let's fund him to get his master's degree in this thing. Well, may, that, that might be there someday. But initially, you might say, hey, there's a bunch of really cool online resources that are free. Mm -hmm. that will kind of gauge your interest in this thing. You find out whether you really like it. Yeah. You know, a certain type of code, go to Code Academy, take a class in... Uh, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Angular, whatever, you know. Um, and and take the class and see if you like it. See if it's something that, that kind of that spurs your imagination a little bit. Yeah, then take the next step after yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And then we'll, then, we'll, then we'll invest more. I think part of it as a manager, though, you have to be willing to invest. And it's not just finances. Mm -hmm. It's by saying, one of your goals, Michael is going to be X. So yeah. now this is one of the things. At the end of the quarter, we're going to evaluate your productivity in this area. Did I, did I complete this mm -hmm. goal? We're going to look at all that stuff. You know, we're, we're going to do it on a weekly basis in your one-on-one. -on -one. Yeah. But we're also going to look at, are you making time to actually do the stuff that will develop you professionally? Mm -hmm. Because as a manager, you can't let your team members always be in that tyranny of the urgent. That like, hey, the house is burning down. Go grab a hose. You know, At some point, you got to go, we're looking to the future, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. So this sparks a lot of different questions for me. So how do you balance? Some activators will just start doing professional development of themselves because they there's things they want to learn, so they'll go out, they'll right. slot, they'll find fringe hours to do it, you know, right. after the kids go to bed right. in the morning, whatever it may be. Uh, other people don't see spending that outside time is like what they should do. They think it should happen like more, be able to do it during the day, mm -hmm. company time. How do you thread the needle on that? Because yeah. I think there's an expectation of if you want to grow in your career, that's on you, but also we want to help. Right. So there's providing resources and some time, but also like you got to take some personal right. ownership of this as well. So how do you, how do you balance the two of those things? Because I think, they're not mutually exclusive, but how, how have you done that in the past? Yeah. Years ago, I'd have people come to me and say stuff like that. Hey, I really want to do this. And I want to say, the first question I'll ask is, what have you been doing? Okay. Sure. So is there anything you've been doing to kind of, and if they say, well, I've been spending, you know, X number of hours per week kind of studying up on this. Well, okay. Then I know I've got one on the line. This is good. You know, mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're in a good spot. Sometimes the answer is nothing. So they really want to be empowered with with no initiative. And I'll push back on that. And I'll say, well, let's let's do some things. How about if I give you um, a couple hours a week? Let's say, let's say Thursday from three to five. Mm -hmm. And let's have something very specific we're going to look at. And let's see if that actually spurs some um, some initiative on your part to want to get it. We have a guy on our team right now who probably three years ago um, decided he really wanted to learn about uh, infrastructure in, in in the cloud. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, he, he was taking classes on his own. He just he just wanted to do it. So yeah. when it came, and, and at that point, we didn't really have a need for any of that that knowledge. But I was I was encouraging him. Like, this is great. Let's do it. And I gave him a little bit of time. Really easy for me to give him that time. And now we need him to do that. And it's been great. Um, sure. Other times, I think people share that stuff as a. I'm going to use a, a kind of a trigger word as a little bit of an entitlement. Like I want to have, I just want to have some time to myself in the business. 
that I'm going to push in on a little bit more and mm-hmm. say, okay, well, talk to me a little bit about the kind of things, as I mentioned before, what are the things you see in our business that you'd like to do, or even outside of our business? What are the things that when you, when you, when you get excited about it, you find yourself going over and above? Like in my personal life, okay, maybe it's woodworking. Like I like to build furniture. Okay, there's a creative mm-hmm. side there. What part of the furniture building do you like? Is it the design? Is it the the building the bigger pieces? Is it the detail? And at that point, we'll start, you know, whittling down what the part of it that what part of it brings them joy and energy. Yeah, and then try to find something in our realm that can give them that same joy and energy. Kind of take that to the abstract level and mm-hmm. then bring it back more specifically. Yeah, that that's helpful to think through because in different times, even just for myself, I know like I I need to learn this, I need to know this, and the only way I'm going to get the time to do it because my schedule being so full is just to put in some uh, investing in myself hours is how I right. would describe it, not putting in extra work hours. Like when I was first learning some like the new design programs and stuff like that, I just knew I wasn't going to be able to be productive on the clock, right? If I was not learning stuff off the clock, and I was the one pushing to use some of these things to help mm-hmm. be more collaborative. So I was like, if I'm going to push it and suggest our team to do it, I need to put in some of my own time. And I think that's just a tough, uh, a tough conversation to have, at least in my experience mm-hmm. so far, to figure out like someone wants to learn something, and it would be good for us to slot some time for it. But I think your suggestion of saying, well, what have you been doing about it so far? Yeah, and like before we can you know give a bunch of internal time for it, I need to know that you're you're con, um, convicted that this is something you actually want to do. It's mm-hmm. not just something that's interesting during the day yeah. to pick up on. Um, I so can, yeah. yeah, I completely agree with that. I think there needs to be some personal ambition in the right way, not not competition ambition, but just mm-hmm. personal ambition to grow. I will say this. Um, I had a guy years ago who was sort of dissatisfied with where his job was. And when I first asked him about it. He said, yeah, I don't really know what I want to do. I have no, no real idea. And, uh, but I'd like some time to kind of explore it. And I said, well, <laughs> you, you kind of have a full-time job right now. So um, let's do some exploring, a little bit of exploring together. And I really had to cultivate that field. So um, it was, his field for professional development was barren. It was, it was rocky mm-hmm. soil. He knew that he wanted to do something, but then my job was to, to be like, okay, he's shown enough initiative to talk to me about it for me to invest a little bit of time and say, okay, let's, let's, let's meet once a week for half an hour and talk about how you're processing it, processing it together. Mm-hmm. This guy eventually became my human resources director. Now, human resources wasn't on his radar at all, but we started with the simple conversations of, okay, you're not really satisfied with where you are. You don't really know what you want to do. Let's get some time together. It could be, you know, connected to your one-on-one. And let's really, let's really talk. And it took mm-hmm. a while. And it takes an investment from a manager to do that. Now, if at some point I got the feeling like he was just going to sit back in the lazy boy and not ever do anything, I would have stopped having those meetings. Yeah. Because you I can't want it more than you throughput. do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but I did see the incremental movement forward, and it turned out to be phenomenally productive for me because he filled a role and was great at it um, that mm-hmm. I desperately needed. But that wasn't even on his radar or my radar when we started. Yeah. So a question about about that growth then. You've had some of your longest experiences have been in a really large organization with right. thousands of people. All of my experience outside of a three-month internship during college 
has been at small companies of less than 25. Mm -hmm. And most of it has been less than 15. Mm -hmm. So a, a really common thing to happen there is people hitting local maximums. There isn't someone else that's better. Right. There isn't someone else who knows more. So you, the ambition to to get better, there's no one else to, not to compete with, but to 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 size yourself up against and be like, oh, I'm really not as good as I need to be. I'm, I'm not as good as I want to be. Like I don't I don't have a, a vision for what being better even looks like. Mm-hmm. How have you led through different situations like that? Because even though you worked in a big organization, you worked in different sized teams. But how have you kind of helped people work through being like the local maximum? Yeah. When they don't have a picture of what getting better looks like, well, I mean, sometimes you have to really invest. If, if, if depending on how important the person is to you, and you want to retain them and see them grow, you know, if they're in a really important role, you have to go look. I'm going to spend some money here. I mean, you're a good example. You know, we had a situation a few years ago where I was asking you to take on some some pretty significant responsibility, and you didn't necessarily feel like you had all the tools to, you know, mm-hmm. to do it. And so we went out and we found somebody um, in the space who was very well respected and paid them to, to, to sort of mentor, walk through things with you. And I think it was a really generally a fruitful relationship because mm-hmm. she was able to give some really good feedback. And she had a lot of the experiences in smaller startups that you didn't have. And so she could speak to some of those initial things. I think the same thing was true for me even in the in the bigger company. But in the smaller company, it, it it feels like a you're right, it feels like a bigger deal. Because the other thing is, is that the people in your small company are usually wearing more than one hat mm-hmm. and they're very, very busy because there's a reason you're small, because you're you're trying to build something big and everybody's trying to work really hard to get there. Mm-hmm. So it it it's more important to be intentional about it. And it's more important to say, what's the biggest bang for the buck? So if uh, if Sarah wants to grow in the area of her marketing expertise in social media, she doesn't have that expertise. She understands about marketing. That's her job. But she doesn't really have a social media bend. And we decide as, as a company, this is a really important thing. Well, we could go higher for it. But if Sarah has said, like, this is something I'd really like to do, then let's find somebody to come alongside her and invest in her so that she can develop those skills. And later on, it'll bring our company some great productivity. And it also tells Sarah, sends the signal, hey, look, we're you're here for us. You're doing this work for us. You're working super hard for us. We're going to you know, not just give you a paycheck, mm-hmm. but we're also going to help you develop in your career. And I think that's that sends a really strong message to Sarah in this case. Mm-hmm. Going back to something you said before about the, the person who says, I want time to do this, but they have no idea what they're doing. One of the things you need to do is ask the question, what is your reasoning for professional development? Why do you want to be developed at all? And this is an important thing, probably conversation to have either way, whether you're initiating with them, they're initiating with you. You know, let's talk a little bit about the motivation for professional development. It could be that they like to develop new people. It could be that they like to be in the know or that they're a good strategist or could be they want to make more money. Right? Could be they like the idea of being an authority. That that's fine. And for some people, it's like, well, I feel like this is my path to promotion. But I think understanding the reasoning behind somebody would want to develop professionally is part of the thing that will help you develop a program that will get them to the right spot. So, as an example, I had a boss for years who said, Chris, the minute you get a new job, start training your replacement. 
Okay. So I, I would do that. So I, I, I remember I got a new job in this one crew. It was about 14 people. And I thought, okay, there are probably four people in this crew that I could see potentially taking my job, given their skill set. Okay, so I asked them a lot of these questions. Okay, if you were if you were king for a day, if you were in my role, what do you think would be the most fulfilling thing for you? And one guy might say, well, I just love uh, releasing people into their strengths. I, I love doing that. I love watching people grow. Mm-hmm. Another guy would say, well, you know, I, there's actually this role about three levels past this that I really like to, I feel like it would fit my, my skills and abilities well, but I know I have to go through this role to get to the next one. Okay, great. Let's, let's, let's talk about it. It could be that, you know, I've got eight kids at home and I, I have a pretty big nut and I love my job now, but I know that I'm, I'm being uh, held back a little bit by the, the ceiling for what you, somebody would actually pay me to do this. So I'm willing to step up to the next level. Mm-hmm. So let's take that as an example. Let's say that person doesn't have natural charisma in a leadership role. Well, that's okay. You don't have to be charismatic to be a leader, but then what you have to do is lean on the things you are good at. Maybe you're a good strategist or mm-hmm. analyst. Maybe you're a person that is, is is somebody who can pull together a good team. You can arrange a really good team. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's looking at those things and finding out what their motivation is. Because if you tap into their motivation, the chances of them being successful in their professional development are much higher mm-hmm. than if they're trying to um, trying to satisfy your motivation for them to grow. Yeah, and I think that especially true when some of that like professional development people will say, well, professional development looks like career progression, looks like moving into management mm-hmm. after being a contributor or a, someone who's executing work rather than managing a team of doing work. I think that's a big problem that you know I hear and see a lot about is people saying there's no path to continue growing in my career and increasing my income as a professional contributor not being mm-hmm. a manager moving up into leadership which is really just a it's it's too bad that mm-hmm. there isn't more common a path for that because what is the company like you have to have good leadership but leadership with no execution is right. just uh decisions without anyone to execute those decisions so you have to right. have excellent people executing the strategy and so finding out more ways for people on your team through their professional development and career progression to look more like becoming a professional of their craft right. not just becoming professional enough to manage other professionals i think that's such a great point and you know you and i are both musicians mm-hmm. you know i had a guy on my team who was the best guitar player i'd ever played with in my life he wasn't interested in being anything other than a guitar player, and I could not have been happier. And if he'd asked me for anything for his professional development, hey, can I go take lessons from Eddie Van Halen? Yes, you can. Because him being the best version of that particular role in our band mm-hmm. was more important than him doing anything else, going, going up the ladder, and he wasn't interested. He just wanted to be a great guitar player. Mm-hmm. In our context, if somebody who's a developer says, you know, I'm not interested in leading the d- development team. I just want to be an incredible developer. I think I'm breaking out my checkbook and trying to find a way to help him get there mm-hmm. because it's such an important thing. One, one last thing I want to ask you about then for this is, what do you say to the person who is listening to this who um, they're not sure that they want to be developed because sometimes that looks like challenging and they're they're comfortable in where they are or or they don't see the they don't know why they need to uh what do you say to that that person or, or they're just kind of um 
They're like, I I just kind of want to learn what I need to learn when I need to learn it. I don't mm-hmm. need to be super proactive about it. What? How have you spoken to them in the past, I guess, and what would you yeah. Yeah. say now? I, I think for some people, depending on their job, that's okay. I mean, I, it, it's not a popular answer, but some people, if they're doing a specific job, their their job is more widget making, um, and they don't they don't they don't really care to make better widgets or more widgets or mm-hmm. whatever. I think that you can just say, okay, well, we'll we'll just continue to hold you to a productivity standard, and that's what we'll do. Most of the time, however, I want to dig in a little bit and say, you know what? It's important. First of all, living things grow. I mean, that's just that's a that's mm-hmm. a, a a life lesson living things grow so we're always looking to grow so if you're not if you don't need to grow professionally what are the areas personally mm-hmm. that you can grow in can you how can you be a better teammate how to become more understanding more caring how do you get more engaged with team and creativity whatever it mm-hmm. is it it doesn't necessarily need to be a new task or a new skill mm-hmm. it can be something that's a little softer than that but i would really push in on folks with that and say well what are you doing to grow in your personal life? Are there areas of weakness in your life that you'd like to see to see addressed? If they say no to that, um, to be honest, they're probably not good candidates for my team. One of the things I love about our team at Uptick is that I'm being pushed by our team members for professional development. They want to grow. Mm-hmm. They're stretching the boundaries all the time. And it brings a tremendous energy to the team. And that's probably the appeal I would make to the person who is just wanting to mail it in. Mm-hmm. So you know what, the rest of the team is really going for it. And let's just pick one area. Let's start small and just go, let's pick an area and 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 something that we can talk about every week about areas you want to grow personally or professionally. And, um, and that'll get the ball rolling. So that's typically what I've done in the past. I think it'd be really good to have another, another conversation just about tactical, real... Like almost we could even like do sort of like a role play kind yeah. of concept of like how do you do this? Because it's 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 easy to hear all these ideas and be like, okay, yeah, I feel equipped, I feel like I can do it. And then you get in the meeting and you're uh yeah, exactly. <laughs> how do I really do this? Or you sit down to think about the conversation and plan it out ahead of time and you realize you're a little stuck. Yeah. So I think it'd be good for us to have another conversation. So if anybody listening, if you've got more questions or more thoughts or things mm-hmm. that we didn't cover in this, because I'm sure there's <laughs> plenty it's a huge topic mm-hmm. just write into us yeah um, our emails in the show notes uh, you can get it there and write us we'd love to hear from you hey thanks again for tuning in to let's talk teams if you have any other questions we'd love to talk with you you can hit us up on twitter at uptick app or you can also message us personally our info is in the show notes and if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager check out uptick by visiting upticapp.com.